This is Radio Ukraine International with a weekly program Ukraine Global, written by Victoria Krukova, presented by Vadim Kramer and produced by Irina Samsonova. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the young generation of Ukrainian politicians and public figures who are changing the country now. Along with the election of President Volodymyr Zelensky in 2019, a new generation of relatively young people has also entered Ukraine's politics. Following the mass protests that toppled a pro-Russian President Yanukovych in 2014. Those young politicians have few memories of life under Soviet rule. They were too small to recall any aspects of life before the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991. They used to say that war Russia wages against Ukraine accelerated their efforts to push for a more Europe-focused future. As a country, we are actually very prepared for this kind of war psychologically, said Member of the Parliament Alona Shkrum during one of the interviews. The 34-year-old MP explains this moment as a continuation of what young people like her have been fighting for since the Euromaidan revolution nine years ago, that oosted Ukraine's then-pro-Russia head of state Viktor Yanukovych. Like President Zelensky, Shkrum was elected having little political experience. But she had international experience. She went to grad school in France and worked in international law company in Paris and London. She speaks French and English with ease. Yarema Duh, a veteran political advisor of past Ukrainian administrations, called Shkrum one of the representatives of the new Ukrainian politics. He sees Shkrum as an example of a new politician who can not only interact with Western heads of state in their own languages, but understand their culture and their aims. They've seen the world and they understand what we need to fix here in Ukraine, Duh said. Another Ukrainian MP, Yevhenia Kravchuk, who is 36 years old, says that the hunger for new ideas in Ukraine was so great that in 2019 it led the party, which now has the majority in Ukrainian parliament, to block anyone who had been a member of the parliament before from joining. New people, new thinking, she said. It was like a big elevator for people to become politicians, to become leaders. The MP adds that the war has focused Ukrainians, young and old, on this vision for a more democratic Ukraine that is being championed by young leaders. A poll conducted by the rating research agency in April of 2022 showed that since the start of the war, a record 91% of Ukrainians want their country to join the European Union. It's not that we are happy that the war sort of fastened our way to the European Union, but it actually made everything black and white, Kravchuk said. Charles Kupchan, who worked on European issues in the Obama White House, said Putin miscalculated. He thought Ukraine was a country of wannabe Russians, Kupchan said. It couldn't be further from the truth, said Kupchan, who is now a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. And it is the younger generation that has really pulled Ukraine in a westward direction and made it impossible for Ukraine to go back to Russia. MP Alona Shkrum also said that they have created a kind of a battalion for women members of parliament, 
who speak foreign languages, who have the connections and access to international audience. She and three other battalion members met with the European ministers. They met with French President Emmanuel Macron. They met with former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson during his tenure, who has once made a surprise visit to Kyiv. We would have a list of what we need to be done in terms of weapons supply, in terms of medical supply, in terms of humanitarian aid, she said. Ivania Kravchuk went with another group to the United States to meet with leading members of Congress and top officials at the State Department and the Pentagon. According to young Ukrainian MPs, everyone has now a role to play. Dmitro Zolotuhin, former deputy minister of information policy of Ukraine, says that it is still hard for people in our country to realize the necessity of change in the power elite. They tend to believe that politics is dirty and nothing will ever be changed. Radio Ukraine International's Victoria Krukova talked with Dmitro. If we are talking about state advisors and so on, you was connected to the state, uh, you were connected to the ministry. How it's different from what you're doing now, how you did, did it for the state, for you? Working for the state makes you uh, very um, uh, not flexible in what you're doing. So you have only the instruction, you have uh, the... Well, again, it's about whether people like you or not. So you can be ruined in one day with a blink of an eye when people say that you are not capable to do this. But, people or government? Uh, no, 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 the audience. The audience, okay. because the, the uh, Ukrainian government is, uh, is also shifting like the Western one, so it's not like in Russian Federation. Ukrainian uh, government and Ukrainian state obviously moving towards the European vision and Western vision of uh, how things uh, can be done. And, uh, for example, the dismissal of uh, uh, Alexander Tkachenko, former Minister of Culture, has happened in 24 hours just because uh, the office of the president understood that uh, it's very toxic in political way. So people dislike him so much that uh, it became toxic for political uh, uh, image of Zelensky or of the office and so on and so forth. So it doesn't have anything with the view of, you know, expert community. Uh, so working on the government, you being very, very not flexible, you have either to accept this uh, toxi toxicity and accept this, that you can do something that people dislike, but you still do this because you think this is right. Or you have to comply with very many rules. Of course, now I'm being very open, so I can say whatever I want. I can proclaim my, my vision how I want. On the other hand, uh, and, uh, of course, uh, um, being uh, present in the former government, I'm being like um, uh, visualized like the member of old Krug government, you know, like, like they say. And uh, unfortunately, it's very difficult to find uh, uh, a partner in discussion on certain very important figures like a war exit strategy, like a strategic communication system in Ukraine, how to um, contribute to the government decisions in a way that I'm as an expert can. So the, there are advantages and disadvantages in both parts. Unfortunately, a Ukrainian government, state and political culture is not uh, uh, so developed yet. And uh, from one point of view, uh, biggest parts of the audience uh, still think that 
the state and work for the government is for people uh, who are crooked, who are dirty, who can steal something, and so on and so forth. So the image of the government still remains very low. Dirty. Um, and dirty, yeah. On the other hand, uh, according to what we discovered uh, in the Ministry of Information Policy, delivering different strategic sessions, uh, in my humble opinion, and it was the expert, uh, expert conclusion of these strategic sessions, uh, this is normal for Ukrainians. Ukrainians on this territory survived for, th for uh, centuries not trusting the government. So if you are confronting yourself to the government, if you're doing everything to trick the government, you survive. And this helps Ukrainians to uh, be so um, resilient in certain way. And this helped us to stand uh, this full-scale invasion in February and March 2022. And this is what keeps us alive. So I think that we have to accept what people think. We have to, um, like, this is the reality. So, uh, of course, it would be good to change something. But nowadays, today and this moment, we have to accept and work with what we have. In the morning of February 24, 2022, the day when Russia launched the full-scale invasion of Ukraine, Svetlana Yarova, 32-year-old Vinnytsia city councillor, grabbed her son and ran to the shelter. Despite rockets flying in the sky, she was thinking about her duties as a local politician and stayed constantly on the phone with her colleagues from the city council trying to arrange an emergency meeting and to establish a humanitarian hub. We were thinking about the fast decisions that we could make. We were trying to save the ordinary world that we lived in for so many years, she said. A youth center that Svetlana worked on and was so proud of turned into a bomb shelter, and the first session of the city council was arranged under air raid alarms and explosions. The woman recalled that her husband tried to stop her from participating, saying, come on, we have war here, rockets flying above our heads, what city council? But she went. I was thinking, will the building be a target or not? Will I make it to the bomb shelter in time? If I make it in time, but the bomb will fall, will I be under the rubble, she says. Since then, not a single session of the council was cancelled. 95% of local councillors were participating no matter what the circumstances were. Vinnytsia is a city of around 360,000 inhabitants, located some 200 kilometers southwest of Kyiv. Just a day before the full-scale attack, on February 23, 2022, Svetlana was negotiating on building the first municipal innovation and technology park, aimed at helping individuals and companies to implement startups. Lectures, courses, classes for children of different ages were about to be held there. We were working according to the standards of the Green Deal, biodiversity, solar panels, rainwater harvesting, etc., she said. Svetlana, as well as her colleagues, served her people not just with words. In the first weeks of March 2022, first medical packages started to arrive, and, together with volunteers, she was unpacking them in communal premises. On the twelfth day of the war, the whole city council team joined the humanitarian hub. 
People who were yesterday in charge of cultural events and city budget were working hand-in-hand -hand to just unpack medical aid. Everyone united to sort the aid, adjust the accounting system, adapt to the new reality. There were dozens of trucks per day carrying medical beds, clothes and vegetables, fruits together, a mix of things. Now the woman is joining the European Committee of the region's young elected politicians. What I expect from the program is to find understanding between the Ukrainian and European cities and find possibilities to develop my city, my region. We have a lot of new challenges to overcome. Svetlana wants to rebuild Vinnytsia with, as she says, an innovational touch. We don't want to just rebuild Ukraine the way it used to be. We need to create a new country on the ruins of the old one. And while rebuilding, we have to build on and with new values, new principles, new technologies. And those are not just empty words. This is what we are actually doing. Our new country has to be modern, inclusive, with less bureaucracy and more results, more effectiveness. When we ask for the help from the EU, we don't ask for fish itself, we ask for fishing rods. Now is the moment when we need support to survive and defend Europe. Yes, we now need to ensure the basic needs of Maslow's pyramid, that people are not hungry, that they have a place to sleep, but we need those fishing rods so that these people can continue to feed themselves, so that they could create and expand businesses without corruption, pay taxes and use these taxes to build city infrastructure. This is a closed cycle that entails the development of every city, every community and the development of the state as a whole. This is what Svetlana, who works in a local governing body of one of Ukrainian regional centers, says. So, there are many young and talented people in Ukraine, young leaders who are passionate about what they are doing, and there is also a problem with a huge amount of talented people who are leaving Ukraine now. According to some estimates and surveys emerging from time to time, one of the factors attracting young people to public service and politics is a reasonable payment and clear opportunities. That is, career of a politician who is ready to help develop his own village, town, city, region and country. And that was the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vadim Kramer and produced by Irina Samsonova.